I'm back. Uh, this is episode six. Today I'm going to spend a little bit of time, probably a little shorter than usual, um, on the topic of soft skills. So when I say soft skills, I mean skills that are not, they're not the hard skills, so obviously the opposite. But if you think about a technical skill of knowing a particular software program or knowing how to navigate a particular, a specific process, um, the opposite of that would be soft skills. Um, So I'm going to talk for just a moment about soft skills, and I'm going to go through what some of the soft skills are that people talk about. And some of the challenges for those of us, and I'm going to include include myself in that that list of the us, uh, who may have more soft skills and how to talk about those and communicate those. Because I found that hard to do in previous roles where I have uh, getting ready to transition into something and explaining like what some of my strengths are and where a lot of my strengths lie um, and not being caught up in not having the skills around a technical, a specific technical piece or how to navigate a technical process, which are learned skills. But I'm going to get into those in just a little bit. So soft skills are typically skills that are um, ones that you don't necessarily able, you're not able to teach someone, but they're generally inherent or acquired over time. So you can't teach someone how to, for example, manage up. You can't necessarily teach someone how to be self-aware or how to be responsible or how to communicate well. There are things that people can do to improve those, but sometimes those those particular skill sets are either innately, innately within a person, they're instinctive, um, they rely, uh, force somebody to li- rely on their lived experiences, um, their willingness for someone to reflect about a situation or a circumstance that either went well or didn't. Um, and it it oftentimes is an ability to take feedback and then apply it so that you are strengthening in those skill areas where you may not be as strong when we talk about soft skills. So I'm going to jump into soft skills, what some of them are, and maybe talk through a little bit so they're a little bit more specific. Um, The first one that I have on my list, I have maybe about 10, so we'll see how many we get through, is the idea and concept of managing up, which I believe I may have talked about before because I talk about that a lot just in general life of managing up. And that doesn't mean like you you handle your supervisor and the people that you report to because that's dramatic and extra. But it's really about having a sense and paying attention to the cues and the things that are important from the people that you that supervise you or that you are maybe a dotted line report to and figuring out what are the things that they have identified either specifically or based on what you've heard or how they've communicated to you in writing or otherwise of the information that is important for them to know how to keep them informed, the things that they appreciate knowing about a process or a situation, and just generally having a sense of what to keep those folks in the loop about. So it's about figuring out the things that they have identified either directly or indirectly that are important to them and that you should keep your eye on. It's about knowing when to inform. Uh, I tend to say when something's gonna walk the legs up to the top of the organization, Um, and having a sense of the things that, you know, like I've got this, or you should have this on your radar. It's in my court. I'm confident and I'm good. This is my plan of action. Feel free to chime in, but otherwise know that I've got it. And I'll, I'll let you know when the loop is closed on that. Um, a big piece of that is developing the relationship where you have the trust of a supervisor or someone you dotted line report to, 
<coughs> excuse me, and nurturing that relationship, getting to know that person, the ins and outs, some of the quirks. And it's not about being shady or being um, calculated in a sneaky way, but there's a level of calculation and knowing how to manage up and giving the right amount of information. Uh, that's a cue of that is the times when you get feedback that you're not giving enough information or you're not informing enough, then you should be adjusting to, okay, they said I'm not informing enough. How do I inform enough so that I'm not oversharing and giving all the details, but I'm giving them a, a confidence that I have got this. Like I know the direction that I'm going, but again, feel free to chime in if you feel like I'm missing any of those areas. So that's what I mean by managing up. <clears throat> Facilitation skills is another soft skill. And that's, um, I think about that in terms of you may be facilitating a meeting or managing a meeting. And how do you move between some of the awkward points? How do you keep the agenda flowing? There's not necessarily a class to do that. How do you know which points to spend a little bit more time on based on the pulse or the energy in the room? Um, I think that's one that folks miss and they think maybe I just need to get through the agenda, but there's a way to get through the agenda, but also manage time. Um, one thing, one of the ways that I have done that, um, and all of these are works in progress for me. So I'm not saying I've mastered this. I say maybe I'm strongest in the managing up part, but setting time limits on agenda items. Um, one of the skills that I learned from uh, perhaps my current supervisor, I'm not sure where I got it from. I'm going to say that it's her is putting the items that are standing items that we're going to touch on every week or every meeting, uh, information items. We don't really need to talk about those, but FYIs, discussion items, and then kind of a potpourri or miscellaneous items so that we know what we're going with. And it's about me managing the time of that meeting and facilitating in a way that we get to those things that are crucial and important because not everything is important, despite what folks might say. Uh, but knowing those things that are important and if it seems like it's going to need a little bit more time, negotiating that and massaging the schedule or the outline or the agenda so that you're you're hitting the things that you need to and seeing if things that can roll over are actually able to be rolled over and not going to be missed. This is a big one. So I tend to say it's the I will loosely say the ability to work under pressure with a sense of urgency rather than being in a panic. So this is when someone can act with urgency but without losing their damn mind is really how I see it. They know how to be responsive to a crisis or a crisis type situation and not go crazy and everything else fall to the wayside. So there are, I think that's, that's, that's kind of a, a, a thing that you have in you or you don't. I don't know that that's one of those things that you can learn, but some folks just manage better under pressure. And I don't mean like under pressure of like, I've waited till the last minute and the deadline is tomorrow. So I'm, I'm work, I work best under pressure. That's not what I mean, but I mean, something can organically come up and you know how to respond to an unexpected situation and you know how to deal with it without letting all the other pieces fall to the wayside and really managing the information flow inward, but then knowing what to communicate outward and keeping the appropriate parties informed of progress should they need to be informed and figuring out the points of who do I need to talk to, who do I need to connect to, who do I need to get in the room or on a conference call to be able to move to resolution to something. Again, without that taking over the whole day and it just kind of sucking up all the time. I think there's that's very much a soft skill that lots of people don't necessarily have because if you don't deal with crisis type situations or 
urgent situations that you have to prioritize for a time, then it can be difficult. So that's not a skill that everybody's just going to naturally have, especially if you haven't had some sort of job responsibility in a previous role or in a current role where you've had like things would just pop up. So I think of right now I work with some crisis situations and things just pop, things just pop up. I don't have any control over that, but I know I need to be responsive to that. So I have a sense of who do I need to get into the room? Let me take a pause. Let me take a pulse of the situation, jot down a few notes and determine the best path path forward and then manage up to, to my supervisor to let them know I've got this. This has recently come up. Give me maybe an hour or two to figure out like the most appropriate course of action. And then I'll loop you back in with how I'm going to move forward. And again, always feel free to chime in if you feel like I'm missing an important point. But that ability to manage under pressure and have a respond with a sense of urgency, whether it's rather than a sense of panic is I don't know that you can teach that particular type of soft skill. Another soft skill, understanding and navigating office or organizational politics. Again, I think this is so many of these are you can't teach someone. There's not a book, a TED talk or a seminar where you can sit someone down and say, watch this or read this article and absorb the ability to understand and navigate office or organizational politics. It's one of those things that if you step in a, a landmine, you learn quick, more quickly how to navigate those types of situations because they are uncomfortable um, in terms of the feedback loop of how you navigated something or how you didn't consult the right folks, you didn't ask the right questions, and you're not always gonna know the right questions per se, but you're gonna know the better questions to ask rather than the dumb ones, the ones that you can figure out on your own, the one that you can Google about and find the answer or find the person who knows a lot about the politics so that you can avoid or at least sidestep those landmines that you might step into. So I don't know. That's a that's a, one of those things that you learn based on feedback, um, paying attention to other folks who may step in landmines and don't necessarily consult when you should consult. So if a situation feels like, mm, I feel like this is going to step into some sort of uh, political landmine that I'm going to have to either, you know, moonwalk out of or crip walk into, then let me see what information I need to be aware of before I make a misstep. So some of that's paying attention to the environment around you. There's a lot of things that you can learn based on uh, nonverbals, the way that people email or don't email people. So pay attention. So much of life is about paying attention. I think that's a skill, that's a soft skill that people, some people don't have. I don't even have that on my little list here. Pay attention, be quiet, listen, look around, see the person who's shooting the other person across the room to look when somebody else says something. That should tell you a whole lot right there. So you learn so much by just hushing up and paying attention. Um, I've got a few more. I thought this episode was going to be short. That was a lie. Um, soft skill, coaching and mentoring. Everybody can't coach and everybody can't mentor. I've worked with folks who thought they were just going to perhaps bring me or other people under their wing. And I'm like, I want no parts of your coaching or mentoring because I don't look up to you in that way. Perhaps you're good at this particular thing, but that's 
that's a relationship that has to be agreed upon by both parties, either based on actions, based on direct communication, but you just can't coach or mentor everybody. And you can't, even if you are a good coach and mentor, you can't be that for everybody. So some of that, let's roll back to episode one, the discernment that that doesn't work for everybody. You got to pay attention to when it's working or when it's not, or when someone's not responding to it. So again, the beautiful lesson of paying attention. Um, I think the last one that I'll hit off because I've gone longer than I wanted to for this particular episode, because this is just a, a little bit of a quick one decisiveness, a soft skill, decisiveness. There have been so many times in my decade plus, uh, pushing on 15 years of a career, professional career, that decisiveness is what has gotten me indoors and is something that I don't know that I learned from anyone. I know I paid attention to the times when I was able to make a decision. And I don't mean it has to be a quick decision. It has to be swift and thoughtful and consultative. But the fact that the mere fact that I'm willing to make a decision and stand in that decision, because I've thought it through, that doesn't mean every decision is going to be right and that it's going to be um, acceptable or correct for every given situation. But the ability to be decisive has taken me there because it shows that I'm willing to, in some cases, take a calculated risk and make a decision. And if I'm wrong, then I'm like, okay, thank you. Help me understand the points where I went wrong so that I can learn and grow and being open to that feedback. I've made plenty of decisions that folks were like, yeah, nah, that's not the one, but that's okay. You were willing to take the, the, the risk of making the decision where folks are sometimes, um, you get a paralysis around making an actual decision. So you consult for far longer than you need to. You overthink everything and you try to to account for all of the contingencies within there. And you're not always able to do that. But if you are smart, you are thoughtful, you are consultative, and you think through the scenario or the situation in a variety of viewpoints and you can back that up, my experience has told me that decisiveness will get you somewhere. And at least it lets folks know that you're thinking well-rounded about a situation, that you're willing to make a decision and you're not waiting for somebody else to tell you what to do or how to do it. Um, but that's 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 just a thing that I don't think that is uh, something that you'd learn. Um, you get better with it over time and you will still misstep. You will still make decisions that maybe aren't supported. But as long as you are able to back those things up, then people have a sense that they know, OK, this person isn't afraid to make a decision. And even if they're wrong, if they can back it up they're, and they're open to the feedback, I trust that they're going to make decisions that are going to benefit an individual or an organization or a process. But the mere fact of making the decision gets folks a lot farther. I know it has for me, even the decisions that I'm like, that wasn't the one that was the wrong decision, but you made the decision and you stepped into it and you displayed some confidence around it. So good for you. Kudos. What about this next thing? So those are, don't ask me how, what number, how many uh, soft skills those were, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, uh, soft skills because I think those are an underrated um, thing that it's hard to put on a resume. It's hard to communicate in a cover letter like, oh, I know how to manage up because that sounds, it can sound weird to write because then you got to demonstrate 
what does that mean? How do you demonstrate that? But it's about using those things in examples of how you talk about something in an interview or how you talk about um, how you network. You talk through some of the ways that you display your soft skills. Networking is a soft skill. I know it's not a great one for me. I really have to challenge myself to network, but that's a skill in and of, a soft skill in and of itself. Being able, I didn't even hit the major ones like communication, leadership, knowing how to talk to people, having a sense of what questions to ask. That's a, that's a, a major soft skill that lots of folks you think have, but they don't. It's just no one really, unless you take a public speaking class, no one really tells you how to talk in front of a group or how to present, how to um, navigate or manage an audience so that they stay engaged and that they, you, you use your personality to be able to do that. Those are things that, yeah, you can learn them through like Toastmasters, but those, those can be sometimes a boxy way of communicating or performative way of communicating and presenting, and it doesn't necessarily show your personality. So um, I think that's another soft skill that can be a whole, It's there are books, there are TED Talks, there are PowerPoints and Prezi presentations about specifically that, like presenting and getting that information out there. So how do you increase your um, soft skills, if you will. Skills so soft is, I think, what I've called this episode, an ode to soft skills. And Avon, if you ever use the Skin So Soft products, shout out to them. Um, if anyone's listening that works for Avon, send me some. I still would very much use some of that oil because it's great. Keeps you moisturized and the mosquitoes away. But anywho, that's beside the point. How do you improve on those soft skills? You pay attention. You pause. And you actually learn what soft skills are. You, fit, you start to think of how do I become more self-aware? And then you, you pause in the times where there's an opportunity to be reflective. You think about, you pay attention to people who are maybe the, if we talk about facilitation skills and meeting management, you pay attention in meetings where people have navigated and moved through the agenda without shutting people down and they've been thoughtful and you've resolved the things or discussed the things that you need to and you take stock of that and you say, hmm, I'm going to try that the next time and see how that works. And you tweak it and you start to get better at it. Some soft skills you're going to have or you're not going to have. And that's okay. Not everybody's designed to be a coach. Not everybody's designed to be a mentor. Some folks aren't going to learn how to navigate poli uh, office politics or it's going to be a struggle every time. And that's okay. But pay attention to those things. There's an opportunity to get better in those. You can read books, obviously. You can listen to podcasts. You're listening to a great one right now that will be helpful. You can watch TED Talks. Those are all different ways to look and consider soft skills and work to improve those. They're not going to improve overnight, but over the course of time, you will get better at them. And some will come more naturally and start to just be parts of your personal and professional personality. Um, if those things are different or they will meld into one and be part of your personality and some won't. I tend to be a person that says, play to your strengths. If it feels good and you have the ability to focus on those strengths, then do that. Other people will fill in some of the other gaps around some soft skills or hard or technical skills, but feel free to play to your strengths. Everybody has them. We don't all have ones that are identical to each other, and that's okay. 
If you have any soft skills or tips that you want to share, feel free to DM me. I am on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, Instagram and Facebook, all under two quick things. So holla at me when you get a chance. Bye.